What's good, y'all? It's Poppy. Welcome back to another episode of the Head Sports Podcast, episode 108. I'm the moderator, Desi, and as always, I hope everyone had a great week and weekend. This week, I am definitely filling our podcast name because boy, oh boy, do I hate sports. For those of you who don't know, my Bills got their bus kicked yesterday at home. We looked god-awful from start to finish. Nobody came to unsleep even play we were getting beat at the line of scrimmage and if you know just a little about football you know once you get beat there you might as well hang up the game um, everyone wants to give Josh Allen hate but if you watch the game you will see our coaching staff is truly who we have to blame not to mention this has been a cycle for three years in a row not to mention the blown lead we had against the Texans in 2019 and yes Leslie Frazier was still our D.C. Um, Ken Dorsey has to be fired. There's no negotiating that. Everyone keeps trying to tell him, uh, I mean, trying to tell us it's the Dable effect, but I mean, Dable didn't win us anything either. So I'm starting to think we have to go on the inside. Um, our offensive line is terrible. They still have yet to fix it, and we've been doing this for three years. Deion Dawkins is the only person on our offensive line that's even okay because he's not good. He's highly overrated. He's literally just a flag with the jersey on. I won't even get started on our defensive line. Um, more of the story is Leslie Frazier, Kenneth Dorsey has to be fired. Um, in this upcoming draft, we have to be better. And um, Stefan Diggs, he's my guy. Everybody knows that I love him. Um, but yesterday, some things happened. He showed his ways, I guess, the ways of him being a diva, that narrative is starting to come back because he was frustrated, and I get it. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? We were all frustrated, but my problem with Diggs came in is just like, he's being selfish. You're not the only one on the team. You're not the only one that's tired of losing. I'm pretty sure Josh Allen is extremely tired of losing because he's been losing since he's been a part of our team. So come on out. But anyway, enough of my heartbreak. Let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the crew, starting with our two hosts, PC. Well, unlike Desi, uh, who went through a lot of depression and despair this past weekend, your boy, the A co-host PC, I am feeling excellent at this amazing weekend for Philadelphia sports. Not only did my Philadelphia Eagles demolish Sean's miserable New York Giants, and don't worry, Sean, I got something very, 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 very special planned for you. Don't think I forgot about you, buddy. Don't worry, I got something planned for you. Um, but even the rest of the Philly teams joining on the fun this weekend. Tyrese Maxey without Joel and B, James Harden led a twenty point comeback against the Kings to finish off our road trip five and zero. Hell, even the Flyers beat the Red Wings, and the Flyers are supposed to suck this year. So I had a great weekend, and now I gotta prepare for a team that I actually have respect for this upcoming Sunday when my Eagles take on the 49ers. Brock Purdy. Where it gets you in this episode. All right. And now we have TK. PC, Gianni, I want you guys to enjoy it. I want you to enjoy your week. Because come Sunday and come the next episode of We Hate Sports, I can promise you that it will not be the same energy from you two. And that's all I'm going to say this week. You said that last week, too. Yeah, well, there was the Giants, PC. It was the Giants. Get over oh, it. No, it was the Giants. The Giants. Okay. Sean, uh-huh. were, you guys, were you guys even supposed to be there? Come on now. No way. You anyway. <laughs> All right. Bing, Bingo's what? Joe Burrow who? Broncos who? Patrick Mahomes. Russell who? Wilson where? Stepdaddy what? Okay. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Next we have Sean. 
As you know, TK and PC alluded to, this wasn't the best weekend for the Giants. It was a little bit somber, a little bit unfortunate. But, you know, we weren't supposed to be here. Looking back on the entire season, it was still a massively successful season for Brian Dable and Joe Shane in their first season in charge of the New York football Giants. There is very clearly a bright future ahead of us. We were way ahead of schedule in even the first year. I can't wait to see what they do in the offseason heading into next season. I know there are going to be massive upgrades especially at wide receiver and linebacker. And I'm very looking forward to seeing where this goes. Uh, so, yeah, we have a, we are on the right direction, unlike a few other teams. You know, uh, thankfully, we're not losing a quarterback, a star quarterback, a star wide receiver. We're not in one of those situations. If anything, we might be adding a few players and going the right direction. Yeah, Sean, I'm definitely glad that my team is not one of those teams either that's losing a or receiver because <laughs> I feel like I see where you're trying to hint it. <laughs> okay, next, Gianni. I'm excited about this game on Sunday. Saturday was an amazing win. Um, I want to prove TK and Sean wrong um, this Sunday. I feel like because the way they're acting about the 49ers, I feel we're big underdogs entering this game. Okay, and last but not least is Tolu. Uh, what a great weekend of football. So so happy. Sean is sad. His team lost to the Eagles three times. I can never imagine losing to the same team three times in one year. Just could never be me. Desi, so heartbroken for your loss. No, I'm not. I'm lying. Because Stephon Diggs is coming back home to Maryland. Because he's coming back to Baltimore, where he's from in Maryland, because Josh Allen is a playoff fraud. How do you, Josh Allen, the top two quarterback, score 10 points against the Cincinnati Bengals? You guys have no running backs. Your defense is trash. You guys barely snuck by Skylar Thompson, and everyone kept saying that y'all were Super Bowl favorites. You guys, your championship window is closed, buddy. You might as well just trade Stephon Diggs and blow it up, because you guys will never get back to the AFC Championship game ever, 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 ever. How do you let Tyler Huntley offense with Greg Roman score more points than you guys did last night? And I don't want to hear the snow excuses, okay? I don't want to hear no snow excuses. You guys should be used to snow, okay? It snows all the time in Buffalo. You, you, you guys should have used that as an advantage. I don't want to hear any more excuses, but my but. You know, my Ravens are gone, but at least Greg Roman is far away from my franchise as possible. I don't even want that man near MNT Bank Stadium ever again. I want him banned from Baltimore. There should be a wanted poster sign in every single area of Baltimore, Maryland that has Greg Roman on it. I don't want to see him anywhere near us ever again. And Eric the Enemy, you are our, you are our next offensive coordinator. Ha <laughs> ha! Woo! I don't think you understand. That's not really a good thing, bro. He's better like than of all the offensive coordinators out there. You want Eric being me. That's the guy you DK, want. DK, if my team was two yards away from a playoff win, I'd probably be desperate for any offensive coordinator. <laughs> but no, y'all. 38 to 7. 38 to 7. Y'all, let's get in this real quick about Tolu. He's talking about my quarterback, right? Talking about him putting up 10 points. Yeah. Your quarterback don't even score in the second half. Let's get into that. Let's, oh, oh, you forgot? Because I can think of one game in particular when y'all played us and y'all was beating us the entire game. The entire game. But you lost that game, right? What was it? 17 to three at one point? You remember that? 
not 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 the playoffs. Us too, when Lamar Jackson threw a game losing pick to Julian Love. I just want to turn Sean, my head that you are not in this. I'm just, Why I'm just are you saying. Speaking? I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying. Everybody has so much hate fire about my quarterback. I can get on everybody. I mean, everybody's quarterbacks have bad flaws, but when your quarterback is as bad as he is compared to mine, the quarterback he can't seem to beat, which has been proven. Okay. I think you should just calm down and be quiet about Josh Allen. Well, actually, I, I my co- my my quarterback was Cars, actually Cars. the only Cars. quarterback, and actually, you could check the stats. In the last two weeks, he actually him and Patrick Mahomes had the most touchdowns for quarterbacks in the NFL just for the last two oh. weeks. You know, I just Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. That's why I'm not making this up. And I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, but Russell Wilson. I just, wait, 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 wait. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I just want to say it because I'm going to give some shout out to my Broncos because we're talking all this football and nobody's talking about my Broncos and Sean Payton. Sean Payton, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let y'all. No, ladies oh and gentlemen, this listen, I'm gonna say this and we can start the show. Come this time next year, Gianni, Sean, PC, especially PC and Desi, because y'all my biggest haters. Y'all the biggest Broncos haters for like what did we do to y'all? But listen, you hate on our teams the most. Um, um this time next my year. My God, you literally picked the Giants to beat the Eagles PC, this weekend. PC, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna hate on your team. Sean, 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 I'm gonna say this because they can have the last half. Because next year, when we get that Broncos versus Giants Super Bowl, and they're sitting here, a, 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 oh, a year from now. can we move on now? Can, Broncos Giants now. Super Bowl next year. Book it. Book it. Get to the episode, Because he's just trolling at this point. Giants Broncos. Anyways, must see TV. Indie game was enough. Nobody want to see y'all ever again. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's take a look into what we'll be getting into this week. For our first segment, it is our weekly questions with TK, PC, and Sean. For segment two, we'll be giving our predictions on the AFC and NFC championship games this uh, coming weekend. Segment three will be a mini game of this or that. And segment four is my personal fave, which is hot takes. And then one final word from my main co-host, PC, with Cam's monologue. We got a couple of things to get into this week. But first, if you're not already, please follow us on our socials at WHS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And we hate sports all jammed together on TikTok and YouTube. Let's go ahead and get into our first uh, segment, which is our weekly questions. Uh, question one. The 49ers defeated the Cowboys 19-12 to advance to the NFL. NFC Championship, where they will be taking on Philadelphia. Cowboys have now lost their seventh straight divisional round game. What was the biggest reason for the Cowboys' loss to the 49ers? TK, your thoughts first. All right, so when I watched this game yesterday, bro, everywhere I looked where the Cowboys were playing, everybody, I mean, it was actually a really good game for the Cowboys. I mean, you hold a team like the 49ers under 20 points. Uh, hasn't been done much this season. Uh, special teams, uh, Turpin. He, he. I mean, he looked incredible out there on special teams. C.D. Lamb had one of his, the best games he's had of he's had of his entire career. So, special teams, defense, everybody, I would say, did their job. But PC and Sean, it's, it's it's just one name that continues to stick out to me every single time we get to this point, and it's the hundred million dollar man, Dak Prescott. Two interceptions, one touchdown. I think he threw only threw for two hundred yards. I, 16 interceptions in what the past 12 13 games i mean like you guys you guys know more than i do you guys see this dude for the past seven i mean what did what did what does he say seven years now seven straight nfc losses in the divisional round like how do you explain that bro 
You're a hundred million dollar quarterback. People were having this conversation where Dak Prescott is in the top 10 quarterback. I can tell you right now, Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback. I don't even know if Dak Prescott's a top 15 quarterback, to be honest, bro. Like there's just some names that there's plenty of names that I think that are just way better than Dak Prescott. He's just so bad, especially when it comes to these big moments. The only answer that I can honestly think of, I mean, I mean, it's Dak Prescott. Cause like I said, the special teams did what they were supposed to do. They were incredible. The defense, you hold a team like the 49ers who are dropping dimes on teams, bro. 30 points a game. You hold them to under 20 points. That's incredible, bro. Everybody did their job except Dak Prescott. And I saw something today from Stephen A. Smith. And 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 a lot of people took it as a troll, but I want you guys to honestly think about this. If Cooper Rush play, plays that game, you know he's not going to make those two interceptions, first of all. But do, the, do, the, do the Cowboys win that game, maybe, against the 49ers if the defense is playing the way that they play that game, if the special teams did what they were supposed to do that game and everything else is going right? Maybe if they change the quarterback and you put Cooper Rush in that game, does he win that game? I don't know, man. And honestly, bro, I mean, the Cowboys can't do anything about this situation. They're stuck with Dak Prescott for what, three, four more years on this contract or whatever it is on the contract. Honestly, there's nothing you can do about the quarterback situation. You're stuck with Dak Prescott. Um, but, yeah, particularly that game yesterday, man, it was 100% on Dak Prescott because everybody else did their job. They did exactly what they were supposed to do, and they played pretty, a damn near perfect game. But when you're the $100 million quarterback, bro, you got to do better, and this loss is definitely on Dak Prescott. Okay. Um, PC? You're muted. Sorry, I'll with uh with the muted. Um, <laughs> it's honestly funny, you know. I I had my fun with with the Giants because I was off of work for that for that game. You know, I had the opportunity to watch the Cowboys take on the 49ers. Um, because I had to work during that game, and you know, for a minute there, just for a measly minute, the Cowboys had me convinced that they actually had a chance to win that game. And do you want to know why that I thought the Cowboys had a chance to win that game against the 49ers? It's because their defense in the biggest game of the season, Dan Quinn had his defense looking like the defense that Cowboy fans have been hyping up all season long. They were playing some really great defense against a really high-powered offense with a lot of talented players. Okay, Debo Samuel, shut down. George Kittle, locked down. Christian McCaffrey, non-existent. Brock Purdy, cracking under pressure, okay? All the Cowboys had to do was have their quarterback, their captain, their guy, their leader, Dakota Prescott, get two touchdowns. That's all they needed. I know it's hard to do that against a defense like the 49ers, but when you are considered in high regard, like Dak Prescott is, when you're considered a top 10 quarterback, when you are on, quote-unquote, America's team, when your owner is Jerry Jones, when you're playing in a big market like Dallas, Texas, you are expected to do great things. And Dak Prescott, this past Sunday, did none of that. As a matter of fact, Dak Prescott is the sole reason why the Dallas Cowboys lost that game. Okay? You could blame it on the very stupid, very silly last play that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore drew up where they had Zeke snap the football and, and, and uh, I forgot who even caught it, but it was 
tackle immediately by Jimmy Ward. It was a stupid play for the last play. You can blame it on Mike McCarthy, how he's an inconsistent coach. He doesn't know how to manage the clock. All right. But at the end of the day, it was a close game for the entirety of that game. And they had to have Dak step up when they needed to step up, and he couldn't. That's what separates the good quarterbacks from the great quarterbacks, the great quarterbacks from the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Dak Prescott is not an elite quarterback. Dak Prescott is not a great quarterback. You can argue right now Dak Prescott's not even a good quarterback. It's because he keeps finding ways to choke in situations like this. This was Dallas' best chance to make the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1995. It's now been 28 years since the Dallas Cowboys have made an NFC Championship game. I'm 22 years old. TK's 24 years old. Tolu's 24 years old. Desi's... Uh, how old are you, Desi? How old are you? 20, 21, 22? 22. 22 years old. Sean, he, Sean, Sean, all right, he's, he's in the, he's in the uh, directing industry, directing something else I can't mention on his podcast. It's an inside joke. You know, but he, he's 20 years old. All right. Gianni has kids. Gianni has model kids. All right. But he's still very young. And yet he has kids. Sean directs something else that I can't mention. I had this podcast. TK has been trying to find his dad in Cuba now for the last 10 years of his life. Tolu's just Tolu. Desi is just there. And we have all seen for the entirety of our lives the Dallas Cowboys find ways to choke when it comes to playoff games. I love it. As an Eagles fan, I I shower in that in that in that choke job. I shower in the fact knowing that the Dallas Cowboys will never make an NFC championship game. For as long as I live, until they find a reason to be great again, at least at the quarterback position. Um, Dak Prescott, you're the sole reason your team lost. You're the sole reason why this franchise just simply isn't going anywhere. And um, bad news for Cowboy fans who were talking trash all season long. Um, that's your guy. You can't you can't trade Dak Prescott. You can't drop his contract, all right? Unless you want to drop a uh, hundred million in, in dead cap space. Um, so you're stuck with him. You're stuck with this. You're going to find a way to somehow make this work. Try to find a way to somehow make this work, Dallas. Because I know there's no way. And I get to talk the most trash about you guys year in and year out once again. And I love it. As an Eagles fan, I love it. Dak Prescott, I want to personally thank you for constantly showing everybody why the Dallas Cowboys Every year, why their expectations should be no expectations. And shout out to you, Stephen A. Smith. You're doing the Lord's work on first take. That first take this past Monday, my brother, was generational. You own Michael Irving. You even own Molly Quirm. You even own Dan Orlovsky, who had his high hopes for Dak Prescott, too. You're doing amazing, Stephen A. Smith. I appreciate you, brother. So, uh, I have no way of knowing how I could possibly follow PC's masterful performance. All the credit to him for all the Cowboy slander. We absolutely love it. Oh, man. Uh, all I can do is re repeat and emphasize the points they made. It's been 28, 27 years since the Cowboys have made 
since the Cowboys have made an NFC championship, made a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. None of us have been alive in that. I don't believe any of us have been alive. None of us were born the last time the Cowboys even sniffed success. And they couldn't even get a whiff of it in any of our lifetimes. Oh, man. Uh, Dak Prescott, let's start with you. Two interceptions. The first one was absolutely terrible. I don't know what you were looking at. Uh, Daniel Jones in the Eagles game, he had to uh, leave the game for a short moment because apparently he wears contacts. No, none of us knew that. Dak Prescott, I think you need contacts. I don't know if you wear them or not, but if you don't, you definitely need to start. Oh, man. Uh, the rest of that offense. Shout out Jerry Jones. Shout out Mike McCarthy. Shout out the team that built that offense. Noah Brown as your wide receiver, too? Well, what were you thinking? T Relying on T.Y. Hilton to get playoff snaps. Oh, uh, Zeke Elliott, you were the most washed running back I've seen in my life. And Todd Gurley had arthritis, and you're more washed than he was. Uh, Tony Pollard, uh, prayers up for him. Terrible injury. Once he went down, you knew the Cowboys had no chance of running the ball. Zeke Elliott is a washed bum. The wide receiver core stinks. Dak Prescott is nowhere near the pedestal that people hold him up to be. The offensive line has regressed. The Cowboys are cooked. They are not going to make the playoffs next season. They are not going to win the division. They are not going to do anything besides eat Dak Prescott's salary and Ezekiel Elliott's salary and have no choice but to uh, stick with what they've got because there's nothing else they can do about it. And what it, I, and and PC and Sean, I, I I I mean, I just feel like we wouldn't be doing the podcast justice if we didn't mention this. What the hell was that last play where Zeke is the center I and I don't know. I what like I don't know what the thought well process just, is. They might as well I just took a knee. Mike McCarthy talked about it, it well. in a press conference. I don't know if you guys heard. They no, I, I didn't see. What practice. did he say? What was his thought? Like, I'm so, so curious. I'm what the genuinely thought process curious was. to know what so his he, thought process was. So he didn't really get too much into it, but he said it's something they ran in practice for these type of situations, quote unquote, these end of game situations. That's really all he had to say. I'm, I, I will wish I, say, could, like, wish I had more to say. It's not really don't. I, I, <laughs> like, I will say. All he said. I'm not sure there's anything that they could have run that would have worked. So it's not like this is what lost in the game. This isn't what lost in the game. They lost the game earlier, and this was just um uh, uh you know just more added to the embarrassment. There's very almost no chance they would have won that game no matter what play they called. The minute Tony with the, this, the minute Tony. Tony Pollard went down. I honestly knew they had no chance. Zeke being Zeke they was gonna have to be. Yeah, Tony they Pollard. can't. Zeke is they have no speed on the outside. No, nothing. Nothing. Zeke's a power running back, and and uh, Pollard is a speed and the guy that can catch out of the backfield and all that. Pollard, Pollard's running back one, as far as I'm concerned. He's I mean, we one. we can honestly like say that Zeke is getting the the running back one money, unfortunately, because I mean he finessed the organ the city of Dallas out of that paycheck, but. Yeah, man, it, it's Pollard, and honestly, I believe if he doesn't go down that game, it it may Cowboys may possibly have a chance to win that game. But I mean, it still falls on Dak Prescott, bro. He sixteen interceptions in thirteen games, bro. That's damn near almost an interception and a half a game. That's unacceptable, bro. Yeah. All right. Question two: With the conference championship game set in place, 49ers at Eagles and Bengals at Chiefs. Who's the most dangerous team remaining? Sean, your thoughts first. So we know a team I'm not going to pick. It's obviously the team that can only beat a six seed. Like, I mean, congratulations. You're not going to get that much credit for that. Uh, I'm going to beat the team that actually beat, like, a very difficult opponent, uh, a, a team that was a Super Bowl 
uh, favored coming into the season. The Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are the most dangerous team. I would probably go with the Chiefs if I trusted Patrick Mahomes' health, but we have no idea what that situation is like. For all we know, his ankle might be the size of a basketball right now. The injury did not look good. I do think he's going to play next week, but he's not going to be at 100%. No chance. So I do think the Bengals, with that factored in, are the most dangerous team. The Buffalo Bills, who are the Super Bowl favorite, who did have their flaws this season, no doubt, uh, they had a lot of flaws this season. They couldn't protect the football. The defense struggled. The offensive line struggled. But still, they were still a very good team that the Cincinnati Bengals were able to dominate the entire game. This is a great team that the Cincinnati Bengals dominated from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon. I was about to forget him. Can't forget Joe Mixon. That uh, uh, core of offensive weapon and offensive skill positions is unmatched. It's important. It's almost impossible to get that good of skill position with that good of a quarterback. Uh, the, the Bengals are just a scary offense. And the defense, who last season, like, I think was very underrated. I don't think they make the Super Bowl with an average defense. I think the defense was a huge reason why they made the Super Bowl. And I think it's a huge reason why they're going to make the Super Bowl again. And this time, they are not going to come short. They're going to win the Super Bowl. This is probably going to shock everybody, bro, but... Honestly, I'm going to say it's the Eagles, bro. I'm picking the Niners to, to beat the Eagles. I'm picking the Niners to go to, to make it to the Super Bowl against the Bengals. That's just been my pick since the playoffs started. But look, I think the, the, the I think when you compare the Eagles and the Niners defense, the Niners are slightly a bit better. I think we can all agree with that. They're just slightly a bit better than the Eagles defense. As far as the offense, I think the 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 I think the offense is slightly a little better. But here's the thing. It's that it's those keywords slightly, guys. It's those keywords slightly. And really what separates the two for me is Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, bro. I love Brock Purdy, bro. But honestly, I think this is going to be, well, it's going to be the biggest game of his entire football career. Um, I just think Jalen Hurts is better, bro. MVP candidate. He's been incredible this season, bro. He's definitely proved a lot of the doubters wrong. And I think that because... I I can trust Jalen Hurts a little more than I can trust Brock Purdy, even though he's been on this incredible run, bro. Absolutely incredible. I mean, you guys can't deny that. It's been incredible. I still trust Jalen Hurts a little more. And like I said, just I, I, I do believe that the 49ers have a slightly better offense and a slightly better defense. But I think if the quarterbacks are going to be what really what it's going to come down to. And I just think Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. So if I'm going off that base alone, I, I really did like Sean Jensen because the Bengals would probably would have been my second team. But um, yeah, man, I just think Jalen Hurts is, he, uh, he's that dude, bro. Honestly, Jalen Hurts has really shut the haters up. And I, honestly, I just trust Jalen Hurts a little more than I trust Brock Purdy in those big time situations. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm pleasantly surprised to hear you say that, TK, for you to finally stop trolling. Admit, that Jalen Hurts has the Eagles as one of the best teams in the league. Um, now, I, I, as I said in the intro, you know, um, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Sean. The, the disrespect thrown the Eagles' way uh, when, you know, in pre- preparation for Eagles Shines uh, was his heavy favorites to lap at. Well, yeah, see, that's the, that's the problem. There were still doubters, including yourself, that thought that you actually had a chance to beat us in Philly. But you know what? That's okay. We're not, we're not going to, I'm going to get to you in your Giants uh, in the middle of this episode. Don't you worry. Um, as far as the rest of the field, um, I actually respect all three of the teams remaining. Um, 
you got to respect the Chiefs because it's the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. It's Patrick Mahomes. They've been doing this now for five straight years where they made an NFC championship game. You have to respect it. It's greatness. We are all witnessing it. Um, the Bengals, what they won? 11, 12 in a row now. Um, I, I mean, they're playing ultimate team football right now. What more can I say? They scare me a little bit just because of that. And then there are 49ers who, with the best coaching in my opinion, left in the playoffs because of the system Kyle Shanahan has. He's made a guy like Brock Purdy, the guy who was Mr. Irrelevant just a few months ago, seem like the guy that is going to lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl. But here's the problem. It's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, third-string quarterback, the guy that wasn't even the backup to start the season. Um, he's only played one time outside of Santa Clara, all right, and it was a shootout with Jared Stidham in Las Vegas against the Raiders, and they just eked by in overtime with a victory there. So I'm saying the most dangerous team left is the Eagles. Here's why. Um, it's I'm not even going to touch on the offense. We know who the Eagles have on offense. We know the weapons, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gamewell, who had a monster game against the Giants. All right. You have the offensive line established. Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, um, and uh, Lane Johnson. It's the defense that isn't being talked about enough when it pertains to the Eagles. See, it's easy to just look at Jalen Hurts and be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that guy's MVP. Well, I want to say the Philadelphia Eagles defense is easily, easily the best defense I've seen play. Um, in in all my all my years of watching Eagles teams, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, we're very close to breaking the single season record when it comes to most sacks in a single season. All right, um, we're already third all time with seventy five sacks. All right, um, we had I believe it was five sacks in that game against the Giants, so that's five more right there. Uh, say we get five more against the 49ers. Um, we would have already tied the 1985 Chicago Bears, who had 80 sacks in a single season. All right. The ultimate, ultimate record is the 1984 Bears with 82 sacks in 18 games. So this this defense is unstoppable. That D-line, led by Hassan Reddick, who, in my opinion, should be Defensive Player of the Year, I mean, the dude has come out and he has played his ass off, all right? 35 solo tackles, 16 sacks, five forced fumbles this season, and he is on the best team in the league, all right? And that's just Hassan Reddick, all right? You have Fletcher Cox, who has 10-plus sacks. Brandon Graham, 10-plus sacks. Jason Hargrave, 10-plus sacks, all right? There, there's, there's talent all across that D-line, and we're deep in depth. We have one of the best rosters in the entire league. Um, so when you guys, you know, tell me that oh, big big cock rock is gonna come to Philadelphia and he's going to he's going to make me very upset. He's going to make PC and Gianni so sad. Well, I would like to see him come prove it because let's be real, he's still Mister Irrelevant. All right, still the third string to start the season. He's never been in a situation like this before. He just escaped because of Dak Prescott this past Sunday, all right? And with a Christian McCaffrey touchdown in the fourth quarter, 
it took four quarters to score a single touchdown against Dallas's defense. Now put Brock Purdy and the 49ers at the link this Sunday in front of the ravenous Philadelphia faithful with that beeline who I just mentioned all the sacks that they have this season, four guys with 10 plus sacks. Do you really think in your heart of hearts that Brock Purdy is going to come out and score more than three touchdowns against the Eagles? All right, I'm not going to be disrespectful and say that he's not going to get blanked. All right, they're not going to get shut out. But at the very least, Brock Purdy is not going to do well under pressure in Philadelphia. So that is why I'm saying Eagles have the most dangerous team. We always talk about the offense, but the defense... The defense that we have is insane. It's not talked about enough, in my opinion. That's why I'm saying we have the most dangerous team left. I have to agree. But we know TK don't feel that way because everybody is slighted. Slight, slight, slight. But under CPC, you know where I'm standing. I got Eagles going to the ball. I appreciate you, Desi. I appreciate you. That's what I'm saying. And I've been I've been rocking with the Eagles all year. I've been rocking with them. So this ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Bandwagon nothing. So you know. You haven't talked about the Eagles one time this year, but PC. First of all, and then that's what I'm saying. I'm always on PC. Literally, I'm always on PC side. And then my sister and my little brother is an Eagles fan too. So it's a little love there, you know? Cat. Cat. Anyways, haters. All right, last question. <laughs> I think I want to say something on this question too, but what do you make of Diggs' tweets? Being so upset after the Bills lost and not wanting to talk to teammates. PC, your thoughts first. Um, okay, okay. All right. I get it. We're fans, all right? We're fans of, of teams, all right? We like to troll Desi. National media is going to make all their narratives about what Stefan Diggs still on the field and what was reported, what he did after the game. Okay. Stefan Diggs is frustrated. He's frustrated. And he has a right to be frustrated. I mean, I think any star player would be frustrated if all you could muster up was 10 points in a divisional game against a team that you know, a lot of people had you beat. I would be frustrated too. All right. Stefan Diggs has the right to do that. Um, but I think that's all this is, is like, he's just frustrated. I don't think anybody should be diving any deeper into that. I don't think that this is going to be a situation we talk about in another few months where it's like Savon Diggs was out of Buffalo. Savon Diggs does not want out of Buffalo. Okay. He's frustrated with Josh Allen right now. He may be frustrated with Ken Dorsey right now, but he doesn't want out of Buffalo. He wants to make this work. If he was frustrated and wanted out of Buffalo, he would have left the night of the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, where he was standing on the field while the Chiefs were celebrating their AFC Championship victory. He would have left then and there, but he wants to make this work, all right? And it could be frustrating when you are a Super Bowl contender, and like I said, all you muster up is 10 points. That could be very frustrating. Um, so I think people have to respect that. I don't think people should dive any deeper into what Stefan Diggs is feeling because what Stefan is feeling is frustration and disappointment. Um, again, I don't think this leads to anything. I just think that you know we can hype it up all we want to. We control Desi all we want, but this is going to lead to nothing in my opinion. 
So, in the intros, I did throw in, you know, there's possibly a team that might be losing their star wide receiver. I was thinking of the Bills, but that was mostly just the Troy Dizzy. I, I don't think Stephon Diggs is going anywhere. I do agree with PC. I think we got to be on players' sides. We got to understand their emotion. We got to understand their mental health. We got to, you know, let them get out their frustration. That's all it really was. He was frustrated with the loss, frustrated with his performance, with his teammates' performance, with his coach's performance. It was all of that. It was just frustration. He let it out. He probably went a little bit more than he should have, and he reg- I'm sure he regrets that. I'm sure he wishes he didn't yell at Josh Allen on the sideline, but it happened. It's a human moment. We are allowed to forgive and forget stuff like this. Uh, In terms of him demanding a trade, I don't think the Bills could even trade him until like 2025, even if they wanted to. Like Desi said, they pretty much just signed him. All the guaranteed money is still in his contract. There would be too much of a dead cap. So De- uh, Stephon Diggs will be a Buffalo Bill next season, whether or not he wants to, whether or not the Bills want him. No matter what the situation is, Stephon Diggs is going to be a Buffalo Bill next season. Uh, So yeah, I think in general, not even just specifically Stephon Diggs, we got to allow players to be frustrated it's a human emotion we all it happens to all of us most of us aren't all playing in high state in high state games to go to the super bowl or anything even close to that level so of course our frustration might not get on that level but it's okay that he's going to be upset in the situation at the time but he will move on he will accept it he will forgive josh allen josh allen will forgive him they will make up they will be fine for next season and they're going to be okay all right, Sean, I, I heard that. You was going to say D-Hop will be a Buffalo Bill. I heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that did not cross yeah. my brain whatsoever. And I believe you, Sean. D-Hop will be a Buffalo Bill. He definitely will. I, I, I didn't say, okay. First of all, that's not what he said. Nobody, the words D-Hopkins and Buffalo Bills was never, I mean, that's just never going to happen. How much, how, much, how much help does a top three quarterback possibly need? Patrick Mahomes just lost Whoa. her feeling. And he, look, not, look you, need, you need Stephon Diggs and PC. DeAndre Hopkins for your PC, come top three quarterback. Lamar Jackson because... is winning all these games without a wide receiver one. You need another wide receiver on your team, another wide receiver one? I thought Josh Allen was just was special. He was just guy. Wait, I thought he PC. was that guy. Hey, hey, one thing I will say, we got we Jalen Hurts has A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. So, like, why not have another Oh, Nobody you can get him, get Nobody him. Andre no need to be greedy. Hey, DeMar there ain't no such thing as too greedy in the NFL. No, that's too greedy. That's too greedy. That's too greedy. But anyways, that's just not going to happen. So we don't even need to have that conversation. Um, As far as the question, honestly, I agree with PC and, and Sean, honestly. There, I don't really have much to touch up on it, but I will say this. If the Bills lose this weight in a divisional round again next season, I don't think it would be crazy if Stefan Diggs uh, or possibly sit back and think, maybe I really don't want to be here anymore, bro. Because not once, not twice, but three times. And then if it happens a fourth time, bro, I think he's honestly going to start making it. it, The whole trade talk and Stefan Diggs after four trade could possibly happen. Will it happen? I don't know. This season, it's not going to happen 100%. Next season, I'm just saying, losing a divisional round again, Desi, I'm telling you, it, 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 some some of those Buffalo Bills players might start asking for trades or might not take in, or, or might not re-sign in these contracts, bro. I'm just saying, don't lose four times in a row, bro, in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. But I 100% agree with what PC and Sean said. Only Buffalo Bills players that have any type of say-so is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and both of them are here in Buffalo until at least 2026. Everybody else is a liability, and I want to hear anything. Why are you acting like players can't ask for trades? 
No, no, I never said that. I'm talking oh, okay. about the other players that you're mentioning because the, the everybody else outside of that is just Jordan Oh, you don't Porter. care? Oh, okay. So you don't really no, I'm care? Saying, no, I'm saying Jordan Porter and them, their deals is up this year. So everybody else don't really matter. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really feel any type of way about Diggs. Like, I know he's frustrated. I just, for me, it's, more, it's much more so I don't want people to start you know what I'm saying? Putting that diva narrative on him again because I know that's not he, how he is. No, he's, he's a diva. Mad. It's fine. He just and, and when you're that good, you can be a diva. I don't want a diva. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's no A B. But I mean, he's got, he, he a little. At times, yeah. But I'm saying at how how the media tries to paint him. He's not like that, and he's proven. He didn't try to be A B. I just want to emphasize. He didn't try to to be an A B model. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. yeah, Diggs will be a Buffalo Bill next season. Right. Absolutely. 2025, though, maybe. <laughs> well, All, right. All right. Now, guys, it's time to move on to our next segment, which is segment three, um, a mini game of this or that. So, PC, I'm going to pass it off to you. Well, well, well. Let me start with the AFC Championship game because that'll be easier. Um, Bengals Chiefs, the rematch. All right. I like to think the theme of championship games this year is who is the best. All right. Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes, Bengals versus Chiefs. Joe Burrow has gotten the best of Patrick Mahomes. He is the kryptonite to Mahomes' is Superman. Um, I mentioned earlier. The Bengals were playing ultimate team football right now. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, we all know how his ankle is going to be like um, come this uh, this Sunday. This is really a toss-up for me. Um, I'm not sure that a quarterback can get four wins against Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's, it's very hard to do it. It's very hard to do it. Man, I'm probably going to regret. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. Um, this game's in Arrowhead. I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is. He has been in MVP talks since start of the season. All right, he has been the man for the entire season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the biggest game of not only this season, but in the biggest game of Patrick Mahomes' career, in my opinion, he's not going to have this ankle mess up his legacy in any sort of way. All right. Losing twice to a rival in the AFC Championship game at home for two years in a row, that does something to somebody's legacy. And he's going to have his guys ready. Uh, he's going to have that defense ready. All right, Travis Kelsey will certainly be ready. Um, and I think that the Chiefs do just enough to finally cool off Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a game where I think if the Chiefs score, this is um this going to be it's gonna be there have a good chance. So um give me the Chiefs. I'm gonna say like last year's score, give me thirty to twenty seven. Um but they have to score first, all right? If the Chiefs do not score first, they're not going to win the game. Because I read said earlier, the Bengals are actually 11-0 when they score first. So, yeah. As far as the NFC Championship game, 
Mr. Brock Purdy. There have been plenty of quarterbacks that we have seen enter hell. Now, you're probably wondering, what's hell? Hell is Philadelphia. Hell is that Philadelphia defensive line. All right? You're not just dealing with Micah Parsons like you were this past Sunday. You're now dealing with Hassan Reddick. You're now dealing with Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox, Jason Hargrave, Mill Williams, Jordan Davis. You're dealing with an entire D-line full of guys that have 10-plus sacks on the season. What do you do under pressure? Because you didn't play all that well against a great defense like Dallas at home. So now I'm challenging you to play great against an even better defense on their home field. How well are you really going to do, Brock Purdy? I want everybody to ask themselves that question because how much can we really trust Brock Purdy to do that in Philadelphia on the biggest stage in the biggest game of the year? If you're asking me, he's not going to have a fun time. I'm not saying he's going to have a horrible game by any means, but it's not going to be anything that gets the 49ers over the hump. And somehow, some way, every single season, the 49ers find a way to choke a championship game, whether it's in the NFC Championship like they did last year or in the Super Bowl like they did against the Chiefs a few years ago. That's why I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game. I'm not stupid enough to say it's going to be a blowout. But I am going to say that this is going to be a two-possession victory for the Eagles. I'm saying 28-17. to 17. Eagles win. All right, so I'll go with the AFC first. Uh, EC, you're very brave. I don't give the Chiefs any type of chance of winning this game. First of all, that injury is a high ankle sprain from what I've read. I don't know if you know how serious those those injuries are. I expect Patrick Mahomes to play. 100% he'll play. But I expect Patrick Mahomes to be at like 60, maybe 55%. He's not going to be himself whatsoever at all. 60% of Patrick yes. Mahomes? Yes. With no, with no Tyreek Hill no. and no true number one ride receiver, absolutely I do. 100% yes. Absolutely. If this, if this was Patrick Mahomes 100%, I'd probably agree with you and I'd probably go with the Chiefs. But like I said, high ankle sprain. Um, I understand the game is at Arrowhead. I understand that. But this is the guy in Burrow who, like, Patrick Mahomes seems to own Josh Allen. It seems like Joe Burrow seems to be Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite for whatever reason. The, the Bengals are just the, 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 the Chiefs just cannot be cannot beat the Bengals in the in the Joe Burrow era. Um, we're also not talking about how bad that Chiefs defense is, PC. I don't know if it was Gianni that touched on this earlier in the season. I remember some, I think it was maybe in one of his hot takes where he said the Chiefs wouldn't go to Super Bowl because of that defense. That defense is terrible, PC. It is terrible. Not only that, that secondary is bottom tier, bro. Absolutely horrendous. You, They are going to get cooked by these Bengals wide receivers. And I'm going to say this, all right? And, 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 and I'm either going to look like an idiot if it doesn't happen or I'm going to look like a genius if it does. I don't think the Chiefs have a chance at all. Not only that, but I don't even think this game is going to be close, bro. Give me like a 38 to like 
24, bro. Like I said, I, Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprains are very serious, PC. And what does Patrick Mahomes do best in the back of the pocket? Move, go out of the pocket, move around, make things happen, right? He's like he he's like the ultimate version of a Russell Wilson. He does it the right way. Sorry, Russ, I didn't mean to throw those shit at you. I love you. You're still my quarterback. But yeah, man, he just that's what he does. His game is is predicated on what he can do outside of the pocket and the way that he can move inside of the pocket and what he, what he can do around it. I don't think he's gonna have that. So like I said, give me a 38 to 24. Bengals eat the walk away with this game. I'm thinking. About five minutes left in the fourth quarter, they start sitting starters, PC. I think it's going to be that bad, bro. Honestly, Patrick Mahomes, he's not healthy, and I'm, I'm, I'm no, it's, it's not going to be pretty for the Chiefs. I'm Come sorry. On, um, I'm, I'm sorry, on. bro. Look, man, high ankle sprain. If it wasn't a high ankle sprain, PC, if it was some other type of injury, I would 100% be like, okay, PC, maybe you're right. But, bro, absolutely not. Patrick Mahomes is going to be like 60%, dude. And I don't trust it. I don't trust it. So 38-24 for that game. And now the real game. percent Mahomes is still being like half the league, dude. Eh, eh, eh. Yes. Not, not this Bengals team, though. Not this Bengals team that has already beaten Patrick Mahomes at his best with a Tyreek Hill, who now doesn't have a Tyreek Hill, who you can say that the defense was actually way worse than it was last year when they went to the playoffs. And I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, they got lucky they played the Jags. I'll just, that's all I'm going to say. They got lucky they faced the Jags in the divisional round. But um, as far as the, this is the, this is the real game, PC. This is the game the entire world wants to see the 49ers versus the Eagles. All right. I think you're absolutely insane of saying 28 to 17. I think, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll go back and forth. I think this is this is possible. This will possibly be game of the year. Like how we saw, I think was it the Cowboys and Vikings where they were going back and forth for like 40 points. I think it's gonna be not that high scoring, but I think it's gonna be back and forth. But I gotta go with I, I, PC, I gotta go with the Niners, man. I got I mean, you know me, man. I picked the Niners being a Super Bowl. I'm gonna keep riding that horse until I fall off and it's not correct. Give me the Niners. It's going to be extremely close, man. Give me the Niners 28, Eagles 26. Um, Niners move on to the Super Bowl, and that whole Brock Purdy, Cinderella story just continues to go on, man. That's what the world wants to see, PC. They, the world wants to see Bengals versus the, the Niners, man. Like, come on, bro. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll start on the AFC. Uh, I definitely don't agree with TK that this is going to be a blowout. In no sense of the matter. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think I have to. In a situation like this, where both teams are so good, I have to go with the better quarterback. Patrick Mahomes healthy would be the better quarterback, but he's not healthy. So because of that, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to come away with this game. They have the better weapons. They have the better defense. They have the better running game. And because of Patrick Mahomes' injury situation, I think they have the better quarterback, and I think that's going to be enough to put them over the top in this game. We just saw them beat the Buffalo Bills, uh, who, you know, as I said earlier in the play in the podcast multiple times, were seen as heavy favorites coming into the season, and they couldn't even get out the divisional. They got blown out in the divisional. I I don't think that has to be the Bills are bad. I think that's credit to the Bengals for how good they are and how much we're sleeping on them. Despite the fact they made the Super Bowl last season, they were just in the Super Bowl, and yet they're still getting slept on. I don't know why. It's crazy to me. I think Joe Burrow deserves respect, and I think that defense definitely deserves respect, especially their defensive coordinator. Lou Anarumo, one of those, former Giant uh, uh, defensive back coach, loved him when he was here. 
Now he's on the Bengals. He's doing great things for that defense. He should be getting head coach interviews. For some reason, he's not. I really don't know why. But they're sleeping on this guy just like they're sleeping on this entire Cincinnati Bengals team. They're going to make the Super Bowl and beat the Kansas City Chiefs by a touchdown. The Eagles 49ers game. This is going to be a fun one. I think this is going to be a very fun game. I think it's going to come down to two things for me, and this is why I'm making the prediction that I am. Philadelphia's biggest weakness on their entire roster is their run defense. It just is. Uh, the Giants, who, who with a mediocre best offensive line, and who the Eagles knew all we could do was run the ball, we're still getting good rushing yards. We're still getting a good amount of yards per carry. If anything, our problem was we didn't run the ball enough. So even with that, the San Francisco 49ers, who have Kyle Shanahan, the best run game coordinator in the entire NFL, Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the entire NFL, a very good offensive line, led by the best offensive lineman in the NFL, Trent Williams. I think the uh, 49ers are going to dominate on the ground, and the Eagles are not going to be able to stop their run game. For the other side of the ball, 49ers defense versus Eagles offense. I think the 49ers have the best defense in the league. They have been a lead offensive line, by far the best linebacker core in the NFL. Did We saw Fred Warder, a linebacker, keep up with a wide receiver in coverage. I believe it was C.D. Lane. That shouldn't be possible. That's not something linebackers do. You get corners to do that. Safeties even can sometimes do that. Linebackers, no, they don't do that. Fred Warner is not a human being. He's by far the best linebacker in the league. Nobody else is even on his level. He, he gets so slept on. He should be a defensive player of the year co- candidate. But I get why they do uh, the pass rush more. I understand that. Nick Bosa, speaking of defensive player of the year candidate, Nick Bosa is going to go absolutely off. Lane Johnson still isn't 100% healthy. Jordan Mailata, I think he's a bit overrated. I don't think he was as good this year as he has been in years past. Kayvon beat him a couple times. Jordan Mailata needed to hold Kayvon, who's only a rookie. And so Nick Bosa, the defensive player of the year, is going to be able to win that matchup. Another thing that not a lot of people are talking about that I feel like I have to bring up. Jalen Hurts has not played a great game of football since probably that first Giants matchup where he was great. Absolutely. Since then, he has been banged up. He has missed games. He was bad versus Chicago Bears. Didn't do much in uh, in the second Eagles matchup, partially because they weren't playing him last right. Uh, Like. They weren't using him to his full potential. And then even in the playoff game, he was good. Don't get me wrong. He played a good game. He had two touchdowns. He had 150 passing yards. I'm not hyping that up as some great game. He didn't have to do much. I have PC. I see you shaking your head. I fully understand. He didn't have to do much. But he also, we do have to recognize, he didn't do much. He was not the reason they won that game. He was efficient. He was hitting a check down. He had a one nice deep pass to Devonta Smith, and that's pretty much all he did. The rest of it was them relying on their running game, which was absolutely dominating the Giants' defensive line and linebackers. We could not stop their running game. Their passing game, it was good. It was solid. They were hitting the checkdowns and getting yards out to catch. Outside of that, they weren't doing that much in the passing game. So Jalen Hurts, since that first Giants matchup, has not, in my opinion, played a great game of football. Maybe it'll come this week. Maybe this is the game where they were going to need a great game from Jalen Hurts against the best defense in the league. Maybe this is the game that will happen. I'm not so sure about that. I don't think it will. I think it'll play a good to solid game, but I don't think he's going to play the great game that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to need to beat this defense and this running game. And because of that, I'm going to pick the San Francisco 49ers to make the Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to start with the AFC championship game. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to win this game 31-27. to 27. I think because of Mahomes' high ankle sprain, I think um, that's going to be the difference of the game, I feel. Um, the Chiefs' defense has been playing 
pretty um, well. But the the problem with the Chiefs um, defense is that if you don't get enough pressure on Burrow, of course you're going to to um, light you up and everything. And that's my concern, really, I, I, because I think the Chiefs are second in sacks this season. So that's huge. They get pressure on the quarterback. And the one thing the last two months the Chiefs defense has been so good is stopping the run, which I'm actually shocked. That the last two months they've been pretty good in rush defense. Um, in my opinion, the, the one thing, too, about the Chiefs that is actually good that they didn't have in the past couple of seasons is a run game. Pacheco is amazing. I'm not sure if you guys seen him the last couple of games. If if they can get if they can establish a run, then maybe they have a, a real shot of winning this game. But I think Cincinnati um squeaked by late 31 to 27. And for the NFC championship game, um I want to tell you guys something because you guys saying all about like our defense struggles against the run. You know something about the 49ers defense that Sean and TK probably doesn't know and is probably putting it under the carpet. They struggle against mobile quarterbacks in the play action. That's why mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts usually gash them basically. And it's been a theme during the season that the Niners defense, when you have a mobile quarterback, the Niners defense it looks pedestrian, basically. Like, they can't get to the quarterback. They they look more, like, you know, exhausted, of course, because of the run. And that's how everything opens up for the offense. The Raiders did that with Stidham. The Chiefs did that with Mahomes. And the Falcons did that with Mariota. And you want to know something about those games? The Niners defense, those games, gave up over 100 yards rushing. And they just couldn't stop the run. Um, Mahomes lighted them up. I think they won 44-23. This is the best def- the best team they've played since that Chiefs game. And that Chiefs team blew them out. And you can say whatever about the schedule, but the best team outside of the Cowboys yesterday, the best team they played was the Chargers. So I'm not sure if you guys think the Chargers are an amazing team or anything like that. If you look at the schedule, twenty-seven to nothing lead in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, and you want to know something too? In that game, the Chargers were up sixteen to nothing against the 49ers and blew that game and lost twenty-two to sixteen. So that's their most um outside of the Cowboys yesterday. That's like their most big win basically this season. And the thing too, that that's the thing that they struggle against mobile quarterbacks, and if they somehow can't figure it out early in the game, this game could could be ugly, real ugly, because that's the thing that, that they struggle. And the thing is, I don't think Jalen Hurts have to pass so much in this game because the one thing that we do well, we run the football and everything. But the, the thing is, if they can't stop the play action and, and stop the, the run of Hurts early, it's going to be – it's going to be a wipeout, I feel, in, in some ways. Um, you could say everything about our run defense, but the other thing, too, you guys have to take into account that I saw the injury report. Elijah Mitchell and C-Mac are um, injured. 
they have a calf injury, an ankle injury. They're, they're good to go, I think, on Sunday. But th- one of them might be limited on Sunday. So we'll see if that changed their um, approach and everything. But Brock Purdy is in, in, a, in a tough spot because if he's, um, if he's supposed to make the big throws and everything, this is going to be one tough defense to, to make the big throws. And I'm going to go with Eagles um, 31 to 21 well you guys pretty much touched on everything um for the Bengals and chiefs i'm going with the Bengals as much as that pains me to say but the Bengals look unstoppable right now their offense is firing all cylinders that run game joe mixon with t higgins and jamar chase being an all-time great receiver that he's been the years i mean their offense is just unstoppable right now so and Patrick Mahomes is injured. If Patrick Mahomes was healthy, I would have probably I would have picked the Chiefs to win, but he's not healthy. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle. But I'm a, I'm gonna think I'm gonna pick the Bengals to win 33 to 30. Um as for the Eagles and Niners game, man, y'all made really, really, really good points on both sides, Niners and Eagles, but <sighs> I just feel like this is Philly's year. I just feel like it's their year. I feel like they they I just feel like they just have the better overall team. They have the deep team and I think they're just ready and especially I think I think home field advantage matters in the playoffs and them being at home definitely gives them a, give them a big big edge. If this is in San Francisco that's a different thing. But like like y'all said the 49ers have only played one game on the road and it was against the Oakland Raiders. And they were in a dog fight with that team against Jared Stettenham, whatever his name is. So I'm picking the Eagles to just sneak by the Niners 27 to 20, 27 to 24, 27, 24. And Jalen Hurts is going to throw for maybe 150 yards and a touchdown. And my boy, Miles Sanders is going to rush for a touchdown. Penn state legend. Let's get it. Um, I definitely pulling for the Eagles to go ahead and win everything so I can win this $400 that I put on. All right. All right, y'all. My dyslexic self, I read the segments wrong. So now we're on segment three of the mini game, this or that. So now, Cam, I'm going to pass it off to you. Uh, you know, it's been an emotional episode thus far i hope you guys are enjoying the episode now um you know it was a few months ago that i i actually um i created the mini game this or that and asked you guys some some interesting questions didn't i all right it's it's up on the channel if you guys haven't seen the first rendition of this game but basically the mini game called this or that it's where i asked the crew here Questions that I don't think they would rather have the answers to initially. They have to think about these answers. Um, but there are some questions here that, uh, let's just say, are a bit peculiar. Um, so, you know, let's get weird, man. Let's get weird. Huh? First question. By you the way, by the way, none of them know what the questions are. That's that's the amazing part. That's the great part about this so thing. That's let's why I like this thing. We're not going to sneak past that. Oh, yeah, let's get weird. Oh, it's time God. to get weird. As a matter of fact, since you wanted to speak first, Tolu, 
You're going to be the first question. So, on the Broncos quarterback list. Don't worry. Don't worry, TK. Don't worry. We're not going to read it. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) I know you you got PTSD. Don't worry. All right. We're not going to read it. Don't worry. It's okay. Told you. On the Broncos quarterback list, which quarterback would you want leading a 99-yard game-wing drive with two minutes left? Joe Flacco. Why am I not shocked that you picked Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Did you not see what Joe Flacco did in the 2012 playoffs with that bomb to Jacoby Jones? And he beat Peyton Manning. He beat Andrew Luck. He beat Tom Brady that whole playoff run and won the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl MVP. Why would I not pick Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Okay. Okay. That's that. See, I, I, I. You said all you need to say. Thank you. Thank you. I should have been. Again, I'm not really surprised. Wow, this is turning out how I thought it would turn out to start out how it started the person. Okay. Next person. Uh, Gianni. Yeah. Gianni. A fellow Eagles fan. It's more fun to watch be miserable on the podcast. Is it Tolu or is it Desi? Um. I say Tolu. Oh, really, nice. because honestly, right. I don't know. I, I just I just feel Tolu because it, it, it's kind of like funny, like his rants and everything. So I I I'll just say him. But it's close though. It's it's pretty close. All right, fair enough. Let's go with TK next. TK. We all know you. You like to you like to smoke a little bit of the banyan sometimes on the podcast, right? You know, uh, you know he's our resident stoner. All right, which stadium food do you think you could finish? The Charo Dog from Chase Field for the Arizona Diamondbacks, or the Alligator Corn Dog from Globe Life Field for the Texas Rangers? I'll explain both dishes. Charo Dog. It is a warm cinnamon churro. Sing in a long john chocolate glazed donut. It's then topped with frozen yogurt, caramel, and chocolate sauce. It's about a thousand calories, though, for one. All right. And then the alligator corn dog is just alligator and dewy sausage hand dipped in corn dog batter and fried. Don't ask me how many calories that is. But which one do you think you could finish? I mean, if you're eating in any one of these pieces, let's be honest, you really don't care about calories. You're probably obese. No, you probably don't care about your life. No. Um, you know what, PC? I'm gonna go with the corn dog, bro. I, I, this is gonna no homo, but I, I just, I gotta, I like meat with my bills, bro. No, and then personally, yeah. I love corn dogs. So, PC, you also forget yeah. me and TK are from Florida. We eat alligator for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Absolutely, so that's an alligator corn dog. I mean, but it's, alligator's good, first of all. Like, if you never had I've never had. Well, I've never had alligator. So I it tastes just like chicken. It's a little spicy. You can eat alligators? Yes. Yes. You can eat snakes. Totally. You can eat totally. You're from Africa. You literally hunt your food. You, you not no, we don't hunt alligators. alligators. What? We, we eat squirrels, raccoons, all that. Squirrels? We y'all, y'all don't waste any I like y'all eat squirrels. squirrels. I said my family. Okay. Um. Right. So I'm glad nobody else heard that. All right. Let's just let's just move on to the next person. Um, Desi. Desi. 
Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You are now temporarily a furry. Okay? Who do you think is the sexier mascot? Jackson DeVille, the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot, or the Philly Fanatic, the Philadelphia Phillies mascot? I don't even like cats like that. But a Jaguar can get it. I like you're a sick individual. You are sick. (laughs) You are sick. If we're talking about the finest animals in the kingdom, okay. Jaguars is up there with the lions. I will attempt I know you see him in a speedo before. I mean, you're really playing up this furry role really well. It's kind of but why, it's literally bestiality right now. Why are you so detailed with it, though? Like, you don't have to. No, no, no. She that definitely wasn't a part of the game. This, this, is, this is very specific. Nah, you need to. I, uh, like, very, very specific. You are a stick wow. in the game. So, I, yeah, I, you, know what, you know what? I appreciate the, the um commitment to the bit. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that, Desi. All right. Sean. Of course uh, you saved me for last because you were an obsessed troll. But yeah, go go ahead, PC. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. I know it's coming. I already right. know it's coming. It's okay. What's coming? What's coming? All right. <laughs> let's go. Let's let's hear your question. All right. Because I think this is a very this is a very interesting question for you to ask, Sean. Which of these things would you want to rather happen? All of your favorite teams win a championship all in the same year or another black U.S. president? This is an insane question. What do you mean another black watch U.S. Your president? Mouth, Sean. Like, if I don't pick that one, does that mean there will never be another one again? Yeah. You have to pick one. Better watch your mouth, Sean. You know? <laughs> you act like the people on TikTok. <laughs> on my favorite sports teams, there's a lot of black players anyway. So I'm, I'm going to go with them, and I'm going to root for yeah. them to win the national, the championship, wow. the NBA oh, championship, so the NFL racist. championship. You don't think a black man can lead this country? That's it's it. not wow. what I said. No, no, it's no. Not what I, said. I want to see them have success. They can't. They cannot. The good for the many over the good for one. Making a mental note of that one. All right. Hey, Sean, man. I want to shave. Okay. Uh, round two, boys and girls. Sorry. Um, we're going to go back. Uh, we'll go back to you, Gianni. Who is the more successful power couple? Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade or Sierra and Russell Wilson? Um, Wade and Union. I think there's a successful family, I feel. And. And if you look at like career wise, um, with Wade after retirement and everything, I think that they're like heading to the right direction. And I think like with Wilson and with his problems right now in Denver and everything, I, I just need like success, really. All right. Also, Fair also enough. Wade's children are his own. Yeah, yeah, that that is also true. I forgot about forgot about Hendrix. Okay. Um. Let's go to you. Back to you, Tolu. Um, so, who are you trusting to make to uh, make the game wing free throw? Shaq or Ben Simmons? Hard choice, I know. Crash wow. versus garbage, bro. Literally, come on. Honestly, Shaq hit free throws when it mattered. Like back in the day, he hit free throws when it mattered. He he really did. He made free throws when it mattered. 
And Ben Simmons just, I mean, this man patched up a open layup with Trey Young on him so he didn't get fouled to get to the free throw line. And you really think I'm going to trust that man to hit a free throw? To No, come on. Easily Shaq, bro. It's Shaq. It's Shaq, bro. Shaq. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's Shaq. 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 I, I, I'm happy, happy that you answered with Shaq. Just wondering who won that trade between the Sixers and that stuff. All right, that's just in the back of my head. Anyways, um, Sean, let's go back to you. Um, which weird sport do you think you would excel in? Extreme ironing, which sounds exactly how you think it sounds, or chess boxing, which also sounds exactly how you think it sounds. Is extreme ironing a real thing? I know chess boxing is. Yes. I've seen that. Extreme ironing is a real thing. Wow. Extreme ironing where you iron clothes in extreme places. Considering I have never ironed anything in my life, I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to go with chess boxing. I'm decent at chess. I'm not very good at boxing, but I'm I'm a decent chess player. So I think that is where my biggest strength is. Wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Why just skip did past that? Tolu just walked past with a bottle of lotion. Wait, oh, I, I wasn't talking about that. I, I was talking about the fact this man just said he's never ironed a single clone. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know. It's the, 20, it's the 21st century. Who really still uses iron? Me. I iron and, my uh, stuff all the time. I iron everybody clothes. You, want, you wear wrinkly clothes, Sean. Not the no, Sean wears his clothes wrinkly. in the drive, telling him it's going to knock the wrinkles out. <laughs> Classic Sean. Always looking dirty. All right. Ironic, so ironic. Such a dirty man. Okay. Yeah. No. Look who's talking. All right. Uh, TK, it's over to you now. Who would be a better player if they join a different sport? Zion Williamson if he played football, or Joe Burrow if he played basketball? Really, really. I was struggling. Even a question. This is not even close, bro. <laughs> You know, I think Joe Burrow will be a very cool white NBA player. Yeah, but he would he would, pro- he would probably be like a three point shooter. He's not gonna he's not gonna be super athletic, be jump like over the rim or nothing like that. So I guess I, who who is the other guy again? Say say the name. Zion. Yeah, uh, give me Zion. Zion, play, if he was a football player, Zion could play a couple of positions. Lineman, I think he could play somewhere on the defensive lineman. Um, you got him back there at fullback. Uh, maybe middle linebacker. I mean, that dude's big. He's super athletic. Got to be Zion, definitely. All right. So for the last one, it's on to you, Desi. So someone on this podcast has to survive laying face up, all right, face up at dirty football team's practice clothes pile, all right? They just placed this pile there. They just got finished a very hard practice, all right? They all throw their practice clothes into a pile. We all get $500 if this person can lay in that pile for 30 minutes. Who are you trusting? Honestly, because, like, it's so, like, this is the amount of money, like, it's so down to business. PC, I would trust you. Because I would feel like you would really like be like, guys, okay, we gotta do this. Like, stop playing. Trust I don't trust Sean. Gianni, he just no. And TK, 
TK wouldn't do anything for me, so I really wouldn't trust him. No, that's yeah. I'm just smelling like ass. I mean, we all do get five hundred dollars <laughs> if if we complete this. I don't know. I mean, I would probably commit to it for like fifteen minutes. Y'all, y'all would have to like. Y'all that's would have what to I'm saying. To say you would last for, like, the longest. The extra fifteen. Mm, Toby, I don't trust you. I will do the whole thirty minutes. You guys are wussy, wuss. I grew up with five brothers. I can damn yourself. No, you grew up in a jungle, on God. You're so funny. That's it for this. That's that's it for this. That's my mini game for the week. We'll be back Guys, next this time. Is a, this for this is mini why... game. We'll be even weirder than this time around. I promise you that. Okay, guys. Now it's time for my personal favorite segment, which is hot takes. But before we give our hot takes, Tolu, can you please play our WHS fan hot take of the week? What's going on? It's uh, Shub here. Um, I'm Tolu's friend, and I'm from uh, California. Um, I have the hot take of the day today, and my hot take is that I believe the Brooklyn Nets will make the NBA Finals. I think they have it. Uh, all made top to bottom, you know, new leadership, new coach, uh, motivating. They seem to be in a positive spirit. Obviously, KD down, but, you know, Kyrie with the big win over the Warriors the other day. I think they compete with Boston. I think when it comes down to the playoffs, you know, they'll be able to outshine Milwaukee with their depth. And uh, that's my hot take. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. The Nets have been playing really good basketball for, like, last, like, two months Question is, can they keep this no. level of consistency going? No, no, that's not. the key thing. I don't see it. That's Lakers. Something is gonna happen. Can they stay healthy? Something drama is gonna happen. Stay healthy. That's that's the and thing right there. Can they stay this? healthy? Because honestly, it, it's like if KD goes down, that's it. That's it. Because so we can we can sit here and say that that Kyrie is gonna you know, lead the Nets without KD, but he couldn't do it in Boston. And in my opinion. He had better rosters to work with than what he has to work with now in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, he needs KD to stay healthy, uh, which is going to be a huge key factor. Um, but at least if you are asking me right now, I, I do think that the Nets, the way they're playing, have a really good chance to make the NBA Finals. Um, but I don't know. They have to stay consistent. They have to consi- consistently keep playing like this, and um, they have to stay healthy, which is the biggest thing because – the Celtics, who are the best team in the league. You got the Bucks, who have yet to get healthy themselves. You have my Sixers, who are also playing amazing as of late. So, yeah. Okay. First, we give a hot take for the week um, is Sean. Uh, I have an amazing hot take. I, I was ready for this one. I was prepared. PC and Gianni, what is one thing we know about the NFC East? We're the beasts of the NFC East. Well, we're the true beasts. Yeah, the, well, the NFC East is the NFC Beast, correct? But that's not where I was going. Um, I was going that we know for a fact there is never a never. repeat winner. It just doesn't happen in the last. I don't. I don't even remember the last time there's been a repeat winner. I think it might be 15 years. So because of that, plus all the free agents that Philadelphia has, half their roster is a free agent this offseason. They're bound to lose a couple pieces. I do not think they are going to win the division next season. We can look at Washington. They're Washington. They still have uh, te- one of the worst head coaches in the league. Now that the terrible head coach is like, you know, um, who was fired? Uh, the Texans fired their coach. The t- Colts fired their coach. So th- now that the like bottom of the barrel has been fired, Ron Rivera is out there for one of the worst coaches in the league. Sam Howell seems like he's going to be their starting quarterback next season. Nobody takes Washington serious. 
That leaves the Giants and the Cowboys. The Cowboys have Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott's contracts on the books. They are stuck with them. They're not going anywhere. Because of that, the Cowboys are cooked. They're not going to be able to build a good enough offense to compete next season. So, my hot take of the week is the New York Giants are going to win the NFC East next year. It's very possible. Nobody expected us to even make the playoffs this season. So, taking another jump to being to winning the division is very realistic. Uh, we went from not having no cap space last season. Uh, we had so little cap space that we couldn't even make in-season moves. It is the reason we had to cut James Bradbury. A lot of people act like we wanted to cut James Bradbury. No, James Bradbury was a great player for us. We were forced to cut him because of the cap situation Dave Gettleman left us in. Joe Shane got us out of that cap situation. Now we have the third most cap space. We are going to be able to make moves. We are going to be have a clean cap situation we're going to have a great draft and we are going to win the division next year with the behind the backs of daniel jones and saquon barkley who will be back next season there it goes right there behind the backs of daniel jones and saquon barkley yes you're funny you're funny man you're hilarious all right next pc um i'm sorry to the listeners said just had to listen to that but um let me let me switch over to different sports uh, i gotta talk about my sixers um like i said we've been playing playing great basketball as a plate uh went five and zero on the west coast trip um and we actually get to take on the nets in our next game uh this wednesday um but my hot take this week is that we need to uh perfect our bench i think our bench has been playing really good as a plate during this stretch um but we need just one more piece to really solidify, um, you know, this team for this season to really make a deep playoff run. Um, and we do that by getting a wing that can help off the bench. Um, I think that wing that we can get is Kyle Kuzma. Um, that's why my hot take for this week is that Sixers are going to trade Jay and Springer and Furkan Korkmaz along with a second for Kyle Kuzma and either a second round pick or a guy that we can just put on waivers from the Wizards. Uh, Kuzma automatically brings at least some sort of shooting uh, to that uh, second unit. And a second unit of Kyle Kuzma, Montres Harrell, Tyrese Maxi and second unit uh, in Shake Milton, uh, along with George Yang. I mean, that's a great second unit. And you already have the Sixers with one of the better starting fives in the league. So. We're a complete team if we get Kyle Kuzma. That's my hot take for this week. We get Kuzma. I really like our chances this year. You know, the morale's already high on the team. Okay, Nick, Gianni. Uh, uh, my hot take is going to be NFL hot take. Um, is about the Texans head coaching and the Eagles defensive coordinator. Um, Jonathan Gallon is going to go to the Houston Texans. It's it's almost a done deal, I feel. Um, and and I think I don't know how that's going to go. Hope, hope he has a successful run over there because that team is a mess. But for the Eagles' defensive coordinator, I've been hearing a lot of reports. I think I shared earlier in the sports group chat. Big Fangio is is leaning toward to coming to Philadelphia. And for my hot take is that Vic Fangio is going to be the next defensive coordinator of the Eagles. And the defense, the run defense, will be fixed this offseason. Some way, somehow, is going to be much better. 
and we're going to probably be even better next season defensively. Oh, and PC, uh, I'm not sure if you heard, because going back to your hot take, I think the Wizards, um, they said, I think Woj or Shams said that Kuzma is staying in Washington. They're, they're going to try to work on an extension for him. They just traded Hachimura, so it makes sense. Um, well, they can be selling as well because Porzingis is currently out too. So they can say that they want to keep Kuzma all they want at the right price if the right trade offer comes to them. The Sixers going to have a chance. You give up for Kyle Kuzma, PC. Ooh. I saw. I We're saw giving that ball a whole lot. I saw they want a first round pick. If they were like to give Kuzma, I think a first round or or two first rounds, something like that. They're gonna be. They're gonna have to be realistic. Okay. I mean, that's always going to be a starting offer for any player that a team holds in high regard. The Spurs want two first round picks for Yaka Purtle. All right. We all know that's not happening. Uh. So by. The end of the by almost towards the end of the trade deadline, that that price is going to go down. All right, I'm going to trust Daryl Morey to cook. Okay, let him cook. All right, TK. I mean, my hot take is just going to be short and simple. Sean Payton will officially be the Denver Broncos head coach this Thursday. That's it. You. You can't even be original, man. It's been champagne the last like three You've been weeks. Been saying this for the past three weeks, bro. Okay, and I'm telling you, it's officially gonna happen this week. What's the problem? And when uh, it doesn't happen, what? When it doesn't happen, you're gonna say it again next week. I have a new hot take. Okay, right. be ready to have a new hot take. TK is so delusional. It's so funny. No, no, no. The only thing delusional is think that your damn Bill's going to the Super Bowl every year. That's real delusion, sweetheart. PC, wasn't he just yapping about a quarterback away? They got that quarterback and they still away. Okay, we got the quarterback and we have the coach. He's a Texans fan, acting like a 49ers fan. Let's be real. Yes. I mean, I don't see the issue here. 49ers are gonna humble you guys. You guys play nobody else. I mean, you were you were 49 you're a 49ers fan this week. You were a Giants fan last week. You've been a Texans fan this season. You've been a Cowboys fan this season. Or you tried to be anyway. I mean, you're just a fan of whoever you can go on, but you can go you can go to the previous podcast and I've said since the playoffs started, Niners Bills or Niners Bengals. You shot us at Niners Bills. You can't stand my team. Anyway, that's how I take it today. Tolu. I'm gonna keep this short <laughs> running late. The Portland Trailblazers need to blow it up. It's time for Dane Lillard to run from the grind. It's been time for him to run from the grind because he's not gonna win Jack in Portland. How do you let Patrick Beverly, that man, troll you last night with the broken watch stuff? I mean, you, you, like it's over, Dame. It's over. Your, your team is not winning anything. You're not going to go anywhere. No one wants to join you in Portland. No one wants to go to Portland. It's time for you to finally run from the grind and request a trade. Unless you want to keep on being in poverty and you're going to be a good player that made a lot of money and not win a championship. You're going to be just a, a a shorter version of, of, of Tracy McGrady or all those players and all that stuff. You need to request a trade, request a trade to, to, to Milwaukee or, 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 or Philadelphia or something. I don't care. You need to leave 
Portland. Portland needs to move on from you, okay? Portland, you better trade the you and Portland needs to trade you right now while your value is high because if your value keeps going down, you're like they need to trade him. They need to trade Damian Lillard. They need to blow that franchise up. They need to officially rebuild because it's not working. It's not working. Dame, you're like 33 now, bro. It's time to it's time to move on. All right. This is our final segment of the night. Moving on to our last and final monologue, I guess. <laughs> I'll pass it over to PC for a chaos monologue. Great episodes. We're going to end it with a bang. Boys and girls, if you made it to the end of episode 108, thank you for all listening to We Hate Sports Podcast. Stay tuned for the last couple of minutes. Make sure to follow our Twitter and our Instagram at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports because uh, we got some uh, videos that are supposed to come out this week. Call up on, check up on some that you love them, and stay hydrated. I see everybody's still here. Uh, Sean, Sean, Sean Prince, where are you at? Because I need you here for this this last moment of the episode. Because, um, you know, um, I told you, man, I told you I had something very special planned for you. See, you'll just get away with having your team get blown out by mine in the divisional round game when you were talking trash all week long. I want to hear that you were just the sixth seed and you're not supposed to be here when I told you. I told you straight up, Sean, I was trying to spare your team. You were supposed to lose to Minnesota. You weren't supposed to get blown out by us. You you made it worse on yourself. All right. So, you know, I was um I, I'm not gonna lie. TK, you know, I know you had a little PTSD attack when I mentioned the Broncos QB lease earlier. I was prepared to read the Broncos QB list to troll you, but I thought to myself, now PC, that would that would be silly. All right. TK is just he's a hater, all right. He's not he 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 he's not a real Giants fan. You're the real Giants fan of this podcast, Sean. And you know, the Eagles, they've had some really great moments against the Giants. As long as I've been alive, anyway. And it really got me thinking. It really got me thinking, man. What's a Broncos QB list? I need everybody to rise on their feet. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to the very, very special giant choke job lady. <laughs> Buddy, ladies and gentlemen, do not avert your eyes. You are not listening. You are not hearing things correctly. This is not the Broncos quarterback list. This is the Giants choke job list. There have been plenty of moments that the Giants have choked against the Eagles. I've had bad moments against my Eagles. All right. So many, in fact, that I couldn't fit them on just one list. All right. So I had to pick out. Five significant moments just for my buddy Sean right here. So let's get into the list, starting with number five, the hit. All right. For those who don't know what the hit is, Eagles legend Chuck Ben Derrick back in the 1950s and 1960s was a big, bad football player. All right. When he stepped on the field, you did not want to be tackled by big Chuck Ben Derrick. Frank Gifford found this out the hard way. Was a franchise guy for the Giants, might I recall. But it turns out 
he got hit so hard by by Chuck Ben Derrick in a game against the Eagles one time that he had to retire. He had to retire. He got hit so hard. And he retired for 18 months. 18 months. He was on the shelf with a concussion because Chuck Ben Derrick hit him so hard. And he hit him so hard, he was able to come back 18 months later. He was initially a running back. Then he came back a wide receiver. Oh, Chuck Ben Derrick hit Brent Gifford so hard, that man came back with a whole different position. Not many players can say that they did that. Take that right there, Sean. That's number five. Starting with number four, we have Miracle at the Meadowlands, number one. Boys and girls, for those who don't know, there have been three separate occasions, three separate occasions where there have been miracles at the Meadowlands. All right. The first one, the OG, is when Larry Snaka, for whatever reason, fumbled a simple handoff, a simple handoff back in 1978 from his quarterback. And Herman Edwards, for those who don't know, or for those better who don't know, Herm Edwards, who was playing on the Eagles at this time, picked up the football, scooped it up in for a touchdown so that the Eagles could win the game and a surefire guaranteed victory for the New York football Giants. They choked against my Philadelphia Eagles. You love to truly see it. That's number four. Let's get to number three on the choke job list. We have the Brian Westbrook punt return. Sean, I know that you know about this one, okay? The Westbrook punt return, I mean, uh, this isn't exactly a, a significant moment if you ask me personally, but so many people love this moment because the Giants found a way to choke against the Eagles. It ended up being a 14 to 10 victory. And with one minute and 37 seconds remaining in the game, the Giants punter punted it to Brian Westbrook. And for whatever reason, they punted it to Brian Westbrook. He returned it all the way to the house, 76 yards for the victory for the Eagles back in 2003. Truly an iconic moment. All right, that was one of the, one of the years we went to the NFC Championship game, might I add. And it was just another reason that to, to choke against the Giants. That's number three. Number two, Sean, I know you really got to love this one. Did you know, guys, did you know that Eli Manning, Eli Manning has a 10 and 21 record against the Philadelphia Eagles all time? 21. All right. He may have won two Super Bowls, but he was never really one to get one over against the Philadelphia Eagles. So let us know in his final game against my Eagles, he lost one more time. All right. 23 to 17 in the Carson Wentz era of all things. Y'all know me. I used to be the biggest Carson Wentz fan, but looking back at it now, I mean, losing to Carson Wentz in the way that you did. All right. Zach Ertz with the game winning touchdown. I mean, that's pretty sad if you ask me, Sean. All right. So Eli Mang was supposed to have this, this Hall of Fame year. He's supposed to ride off into the sunset and he lost to Carson Wentz in the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just sad if you ask me. That's one that I knew was really going to hit you. Oh, but don't worry. Don't worry, Sean, because you know, you know what number one is on the Giants choke job list. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miracle at the Meadowlands number two remastered because this is really number three. But we're going to call it number two because everybody remembers it. We all know the story at this point. 
down 27 to 10. Michael Vick and the Philadelphia Eagles at the Meadowlands in a late December game. They had to win the game and they thought they were going to lose. And then Eli Manning and the Giants started choking. The Eagles score. It's 27 to 17. All right. Then the Eagles score again. It's 27 to 24. Uh, and then the Eagles scored again. All right. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. It was Matt Dodge that punted that ball to Deshaun Jackson. And then he got blocked, Sean. Are you kidding me? And he ran across the field, Sean. All the way in for a touchdown. No flags. The Eagles completed an amazing comeback. Miracle at the Meadowlands. Number two perfected to a T. The Giants choked you up, Sean. I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? I'd be happy that I didn't even mention what just happened this past weekend. All right. I know you were pretty upset with Nick Sirianni and his players going crazy on the field. I know you were. All right. I would have been pretty pissed myself. Okay. If this was a division rival, but just be happy with this Giants choke job list that that game this past Saturday, uh, this past Saturday wasn't on this list. You've choked against the Eagles a lot, man. And that's not even mentioning. The game this Saturday, that's not even mentioning Boston Scott. All right. That's not even mentioning Miracle at the Meadowlands, number two, the OG, and a whole lot of other games in between, man. Just, just really respond. It's really pathetic. Congrats on a bunch of plays that led to one Super Bowl ring into your entire franchise's history. Less than Eli Manning, whose record you brought up. All of those plays led to less Super Bowl rings than that one man. Congratulations. Well, I guess you gotta cope somehow. I guess you gotta <laughs> cope somehow. We'll be back next week. We Hate Trivia 21 is going to be next week. Till then, I'm PC. For all the crew, we'll see you later. I think I tired them out. We've been here for a while now. Thank, we, you can thank Zoom for that, unfortunately. How do I stop the recording? Actually, I'm stupid. (laughs) Okay, bye.